Talk to me, tell me, talk to me about what it's like, what it's like to eat a good meal with good friends. Talk to, talk to me about that. What, what, what does it feel like? What is it like? What, what, describe that to me. Good meal with good friends. Long. Long. You're not, you're not worried about time at all. I mean, you're just, you're just, you're just there. Satisfying. Satisfying. Yes, satisfying. What else? <laughs> okay. What was that, Cammie? I feel fat. Fat? Fat? P-H-A-T or F-A-T? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you eat more. You eat more with, with friends. What else? What else? What else? I think a lot of, uh, of laughter. Yeah, a lot of laughter. A lot of just sitting back, having, having a good laugh and and everything. Uh, there, there's really, there's really, as, as um, I think it was Dave that said, there's really nothing overly more satisfying than having a good meal with good friends. Like, uh, and, and that's kind of a lost art in today's society, in today's community, and, 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 and everything. But uh, where we're at in this story of the Israelites, the old school story with the Israelites, is that last week we saw God offer the Israelites the ability to have direct, uh, uh, direct access to him. However, they, they declined that direct access. They declined that direct access. They said, no thanks, no thanks. We're, we're too afraid of you. We're too scared that you will kill us if we have direct access with you. And so they, 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 they walked away from that. And now we're going to pick up the story a few chapters later, but really everything in between those chapters were, were just God giving Moses some laws, some of the very first laws and everything. We're going to pick up the story in Exodus 24, uh, verse 1. You're going to open up hardbound Bibles. We're going to throw the scriptures up on the screen. You can throw it up on the screen. That's fine. Throw the scriptures up on the screen. Or uh, we encourage you to download the Bible app. Uh, the Bible app on, our, uh, on your smartphone or tablet. Uh, just search Bible in your iTunes store or, or, or Google Play. Uh, we're going to have our own custom app here once it, once it goes through all the approval process with the iTunes and everything. Uh, you'll search Crosspoint Fellowship in iTunes and Google Play, and you'll be able to download our own uh, custom app. But uh, Exodus 24, verse 1, Then the Lord instructed Moses, Come up here to me and bring along Aaron, uh, Nadab, Abihu, and 70 of Israel's elders. All of you must worship from a distance. Only Moses is allowed to come near to the Lord. The others must not come near, and none of the other people are allowed to climb up the mountain with him. Uh, those last two sins are uh, very important. Kind of keep that in your mind. Then Moses went down to the people and repeated all the instructions and regulations to the Lord had given him. That the Lord had given him. All the people had answered with one voice: "We will do everything the Lord has commanded." Um, earlier this week, um, uh, one morning I was. I was in my office at home praying, and, and, and the voice had gotten up, and, and, and I hear him getting around and everything, and, and Josiah, our second, comes into, in, into the room and says, Dad, everybody's ready. And in a, you know, a, an awesome dad moment, you know, my first thought was, well, okay, so why are you bothering me? I, but I said, okay. But very quickly, very quickly, I, 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 I got it. And I thought, wait a minute, we've been having focus problems with Josiah. And he was just, you know, telling me that he stayed focused and everything. I'm, I was like, okay, uh, very good, very good, Josiah. That's a good job. 
And he left, and I thought, okay, I didn't fail that one, but uh, maybe C minus there on the daddy test, right? And uh, he went in, went in the, back in the uh, other room, and I, I could hear Elijah go, ask him, was dad impressed? I was like, oh, I about failed that one uh, pretty bad. Let's see, maybe, maybe if Josiah responds correctly, I can get up to a C plus, right? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> More like a D plus, right? <laughs> uh, and, 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 but the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, is that as children, our main concern is, have we impressed our parents? Have we impressed our dad? And, and for y'all's sake, you're like, man, that sounds like a perfect morning. You're praying and they're all getting ready. Look, later that same morning, I had to use the line, daddy's not very impressed right now, all right? So, and then the next morning, the next morning, uh, after I got in bed at 2.30, they usually get up at 7 o'clock in the morning. That's when their alarm goes off. Well, uh, Josiah and Noah had gotten up, gotten all their stuff done, gotten a game out, and was fighting over the game by 7 o'clock. That's how I woke up. So just in case you're like, that, the, every morning's perfect. No, not, not at all, not at all. So the number one goal of children is to impress their parents, right? And that's what we do a lot of times with God. We try to impress God with our words and with our actions. The more I'm in this thing, as a Christ follower, as a reader of the Bible, as a pastor, I read, we will do everything the Lord had commanded. I used to read that and, and think, wow, they really want to do God's will. But now I read that as they're just trying to impress God. They're, in fact, trying to work to gain their direct access. Where we were last week, the direct access that God said he was to give to them, they are trying to work for by impressing them with their, with, with impressing him with the, their words. But see, God's not impressed with our words. He is perfectly truthful. There's no word that can impress God. And he's not impressed with our actions. He's perfectly perfect. There's no action that can impress God. And here they're trying to win his favor and impress him and work for his direct access. And that's not going to work. So what is God impressed with? Exodus 24, verse 4. Then Moses carefully wrote down all the Lord's instructions. Early the next morning, Moses got up and built an altar at the foot of the mountain. He also set up 12 pillars, one for each of the 12 tribes of Israel. Then he sent some of the young Israelite men to present burnt offerings and sacrifice bulls as peace offerings to the Lord. Moses drained half the blood from these animals into basins. The other half he splattered against the altar, cleansing the altar. He then took the book of the covenant and read aloud to the people. Again, they all responded, we will do everything the Lord has commanded. We will obey. They're trying to impress God. But guess what? They cannot impress God. Look, next week, we're going to be in Exodus 32, eight chapters later. And those eight chapters, those eight chapters are, are, are more of God's laws. Eight chapters later, here, they're saying, we'll do everything the Lord has commanded. Eight chapters later, you know what they're doing? A drunken worship orgy to a foreign idol. We'll be there next week. 
We're going to talk about evangelism a little bit later. But maybe that's all you need for evangelism. Hey, come to church with me next week. Ah, church is boring. We're going to be talking, our pastor's going to be talking about drunken orgy worship services. What time do you start, right? Right? That's all you need. That's all you need. But they've made these promises, but God's not impressed with them. Then Moses took the blood from the basins and splattered it all over the people, declaring, look, this blood confirms the covenant the Lord has made with you in giving you these instructions. Anytime a covenant is given, a sacrifice has to be made and, uh, and blood has to be shed. You know what God is impressed with? Blood. Like, that's, that's, that's gross. Well, this is, this is what's set up throughout the entire Bible. Because what he is telling us is this, and what he's trying to get through, the, through to the Israelites is this. Blood is greater than words. Blood is greater than words. See, we read the, we read the stories of the Bible, and we may read about, 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 about Moses splattering blood on the people, and we're like, that's gross. But to put this, the picture, uh, disclaimer, the picture I'm about ready to show made Lydia throw up in her mouth a little bit when she put it in a pro presenter, all right? So, uh, so she sent me a video of her reaction of this, which I was, I was thankful for because this is the reaction that I wanted from this picture because we read the stories of the Bible, and we might be like, ah, this is, that's gross and everything, but, but I want this to become real. This is what this is like. Me taking a basin that looks like this and just throwing it into the crowd. You're like, that'd be my last week. Exactly. This is what this is like. You know what God is impressed with? Blood. Blood. Because he wants the Israelites to know. He wants us to know. We're going to mess up. There's no word. There's no action that's going to impress him. And that in order to have direct access, we have to be covered by the blood of the lamb in a sacrifice. And last week, God told the Israelites, cleanse your clothes. Cleanse your clothes. This week, He's telling the Israelites, sacrifice must be made in order for this covenant to work. We talked about Revelation 7.14 last week. Where God said, His people will take their dirty garments, dip it in the blood of the Lamb, and they'll come out clean. Revelation puts these two ideas together, and it's no coincidence. It's no coincidence. For direct access, blood has to be shed. Now, the nation of Israel said no thanks to the direct access, but there were some people, and the leaders of Israel said, yes, we will still, we will still come and be a, 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 a part of God and be in direct access with God and take advantage of this direct access with God. However, what is this direct access like, right? Sometimes we get direct access to something, and we find out we really don't want it. Because there's a myth out there, right? There's a myth. And maybe you had this myth at one point in time. Maybe you still have this myth in your mind now about God. 
that God's a party Nazi. No party for you. Old school, right? Old school, right? No party for you. That some of you may, 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 may think that the, the, the Christian marketing strategy is to tell people you cannot party, you can't have sex, and you're going to yell at people how bad they are. It's a myth. The good news is, is that God has never told us to yell at people about how bad they are. Good news is that all throughout the Bible, from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22, the idea of God party is throughout. And he put one whole book in the Bible telling you how to have the best sex of your life. All of those are myths. By the way, hang around in February, we'll look at that book. <laughs> Paul's excited. <laughs> What kind of direct access are we going to get? And here we, we're going to read the, the, kind of the conclusion to the story. And this is a nice little nugget tucked away in the Old Testament for us to find. Then Moses, Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and the 70 elders of Israel, 74 people, probably 75, usually Joshua's tagging along with Moses, climbed up the mountain. Listen, listen. There they saw the God of Israel. They saw the God of Israel. Remember earlier, God said, you guys cannot, you cannot see me. You cannot come to me. The 70 elders of Israel, they've got to worship me from a distance. But here, they got to see the God of Israel. What's the difference? The blood, right? Under his feet, there seemed to be a surface of brilliant blue lapis lazuli. you like... Do we go Italian here? Lazuli, you know? As clear as the sky itself, read Revelation 4, the, the, the image of God's throne, and the same exact uh, word picture is used. And though these nobles of Israel gazed upon God, he did not destroy them. Why? The blood, right? But, 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 but. the next, the next, this is the nugget. This is the nut. You're going to like this. You're going to like this. In fact, they ate a covenant meal, eating and drinking in his presence. They got up there. Imagine this. Imagine this. They got up there, and God had a table set for 75 people with food on it and drink. And they got to eat with God. They got to have a party with God. How awkward would that have been? How do you break that ice? I mean, imagine it, trying to have a meal with some celebrity. They're going to have to break the ice, right? You walk up and God's got this humongous table set. You're like, I don't know what to say. So did God break the ice? Did God start telling jokes? Hey, hey, get this one. St. Peter, a Baptist minister, and the Pope walked into a bar. Wait, wait a minute. You're not going to get that. You're not going to get that. Did he start dogging on Moses? Hey, guys, you should have seen Moses at the burning bush. <laughs> you know, he wet himself a little bit, you know? Moses like, hey, 
How did you know about that? I had my undertoga on. How did you know about that? That didn't show up. Kind of like, I'm God. And what was that like? They got to eat with God. They got to drink with God. And from the very beginning to the very end, this is the imagery that God wants us to see about him. Revelation 19.9. And the angel said to me, write this. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. We talked about this a few months ago, the wedding feast of the Lamb. Uh, to, today's equivalent is an Oscar party, after Oscar party. The wedding feast was, was the, 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 the biggest shindig that you could have in that day. Everybody wanted to be invited to a wedding feast. Wild music and dancing, food, drink, however you want to define that. Paul, easy, easy. You wanted to say something, easy. <laughs> but maybe God's just this God that sets up the party and then leaves, you know, Revelation 21.3, I heard a shout, loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. God set up this humongous wedding, feast, Oscar after party, and he's going to be right in the middle of it for all eternity. That's the image that he begins with in the Garden of Eden and he ends with in Revelation. The new heaven and a new earth. But maybe you're thinking, well, that's great for all eternity, but what about today? What about today? Now the Israelites got a glimpse of God last week and said, no, thank you. Here's what Jesus tells his disciples. We're actually going to look at this more in depth in a few weeks in our next series. But John 15, 14 says, you are my friends if you do what I command. Maybe some of you are like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's like some, some divine bribery, right? If you do what I say, I'll be your friend. Like, that sounds like a bully. No, 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 that's not what Jesus is saying. What Jesus is saying, it's a two-for-one deal. If you see me as Lord, you'll also see me as friend. See, the, 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 the nation of Israel was too scared to see him as Lord, so they didn't get to see him as friend. But these 70, 70, 74, 75 people, they saw him as Lord, and so they got to meet, eat a meal with him as a friend. If you see God as Lord, you get to see him as friend. But, but, but after the feeding of the 5,000, and Jesus starts explaining to them what, 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 what this is all about. He says this, Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has set his seal, which the Son of Man will give you. Eat the food that the Son of Man will give you. What Jesus is saying is he wants a daily feast with you and he actually goes on to say he wants us to daily feast on him which weirded the people out at that point in time but he wants a daily feast 
with each and every one of us. It's a missing piece to our theology, isn't it? When was the last time you heard a sermon on Feast with God? Those of you that have been around for a while, well, the last series. Those of you that are new, you might not remember that. And I'm sorry that we've ripped out of the Bible the concept of the God party and the God feast. This is why we do things the way that we do. We want this to be a little God party, to be able to celebrate Him. And if you're not quite sure about this God thing, to have this atmosphere that you're like, well, if this is what God is like, then maybe, just maybe. Because he wants to have a feast with you every single day. There's going to be people in the back of the room that if you're interested more in this whole feast thing, let me go back and, 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 and remind us that we only obtain direct access through the blood of the Lamb. We only come to his feast through the blood of the Lamb. No matter what we've done, that's what he's trying to teach the Israelites. No matter what we've done, no matter where we've been, the blood of the Lamb will cleanse us and make us ready for his feast. And there'll be people in the back not looking to judge you, but only looking to sprinkle blood on you, spiritually speaking. To help you find the blood of the Lamb. For the rest of us, worship. Worship this God that says, look, I want to have a feast with you. And start on our prayer work. Because most of us are like, I don't know how to have a feast with God. Start on our prayer work to simply ask God, God, teach me. Teach me to have a feast with you. Teach me what that looks like. Teach me. And after the first song, we're going to celebrate in physical form what Christ celebrated with his disciples. The, 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 the bread that represents his flesh the juice that represents his blood shed so that we can feast with God. A little bit of logistics. This is, we practice what's called open communion. If you are a Christ follower, we encourage you to participate with us. If not, if not, we ask you to, to, to wait. Nobody's going to judge you. But the blood doesn't mean anything for you yet. But even if you've asked God this moment, God, cleanse me with your blood. Your, the, his blood means something. And we invite you to participate in this very physical symbol of the feast. God paid everything for us.
to participate in. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the chance to come to your feet. I thank you that uh, to be among a people that, 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 that love the concept of God party and God feast. But man, drill that even farther into us because that's um, been so lacking, so lacking in our theology. And we don't know how to do that, David. We don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that looks like. Teach us about the, the, the festival that you want with us daily. Bring salvation. Bring cleansing by your blood. It's your name of prayer. Amen.